Hey guys, did you know that we have launched our fearless community platform? It's a platform for just our community where we can learn, share resources, share information, support each other. Next week, we're starting our Constitution 101 course where we're all going to learn our rights and we're going to learn it together. We would love to see you there. All you got to do is click the link in the description. It's also one way you can support us. We'd love to have you a part of it. We got Ross the Boss. We got Christine. This is the Speak Truth Without Fear podcast. I've been an airline pilot for 18 years and now I'm facing an ultimatum. Not a choice, but an ultimatum. I'm being told in order to continue my career as an airline pilot, I must be vaccinated, which really means I have to choose between putting food on the table for my family and my freedom of choice. Whether you believe in vaccination is the right thing to do or not, the situation goes far beyond health. We, the American people, have fought for freedom for 257 years. We go around the world spreading ideas of freedom and democracy. We help other countries and people fight for their freedoms while ours are being stripped away. You may think being forced to wear a mask or get a vaccination is insignificant, but when you begin to compile mandate after mandate and loss of freedom after freedom, it becomes very significant. As each thing is taken away, we face what is known as the shifting baseline syndrome. This syndrome changes our idea of a new and acceptable normal. Soon, we will not remember what it was like to have the freedoms we once did. Our children and our grandchildren will experience less freedom and they won't have the privilege or the pleasure to enjoy the same choices our parents had or that we have. If we give into these mandates and we do not stand up for our freedom of choice, we dishonor every armed service person over the last 257 years. A disservice to the people who have fought and bled for the very freedoms we enjoy. Whether you believe in vaccination or not, I'm standing up for your freedom of choice. What is going on, guys? This is Jordan and Ross the Boss on the Speak Truth Without Fear podcast. And um, that was, we wanted to start the clip, start the podcast with uh, an audio, a video that was recorded by a Southwest Airlines pilot. Um, and Ross, man, this crazy weekend with what, what these guys are going through. Yeah, dude. Insane, man. But how, how proud are you though? Like, I mean, I couldn't, I've, it felt like, it felt like the shot heard around the world the day that we finally were able to tell everybody on our side, do something. And then they do yeah. something that's actually working. And it's like you, so that's why I did that video of the, of the, of the guy going to war. Like I yeah, felt like the, as soon as boat. I heard that, yeah, on the boat, it was like, fine, fine boys, it's time to give them the goods. You know, it's <laughs> like, we got to take right now. We got to take all the goods that these guys' families need and make sure that they're there. Cause they're on the front line. And it's just like, we're all going to come together. They picked, they picked the wrong country, dude. They should have tried this crap everywhere else for 10 years first, perfected it and then brought it here so that we would have been dumber by the time that they did it. But everybody's ready. We're already ready now. We're already mad. We're aware of what's going on, and they are going to face a tidal wave of red over the next six months, bro. I am so stoked. (laughs) We're going to dominate everything. They blamed it on the weather. (laughs) (laughs) 
Like, dude, when I saw that press release come out and all the mainstream media was like, oh, because of weather, 800 flights. Because of weather, 1,200 flights. Because of weather, 1,800 flights. Yesterday, CNN. Because of weather, 2,000 flights and some worker problems. <laughs> like, so bro. funny. The only lie, the only lie that would have been that would have been worse than that is if they would have said they would have blamed it on a COVID spike. Oh my God! I know. do we guys uh, want to say it's a weather or do we need to say it's a COVID spike? We can get some more fear in here, like guys. CNN, put that tracker back on. We need that COVID case tracker back on immediately. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have 2,000 missing flights. We're not really sure what it's from, but one can only speculate. Many, many are dealing with COVID uh, in that particular area. Isn't that right, Teresa? Well, we can't confirm. We are pretty aware of a COVID problem that happened last month, and they would do a whole story, bro. All of it totally BS, and everybody who didn't know would just buy it. Dude, everything is like a video game. It's a simulation. Nothing is real. I mean, the White House, literally. Do you remember the conspiracy? Yeah, why are they do? Why are they doing that? Why the are you doing all of your press brief- briefings, your 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 uh, your speeches? He in uh, whenever Biden speaks. He's not even in the White House. He's in a studio fake White House. What is it, across the street? Yeah, Nothing... why do you think that is, Jordan? Like, f- like actually, what is the reason for that? From it's not because he's not president, because that right. doesn't make sense. Correct. So, like, what? So, why is that? Why but are they doing what that? What I've Convenience? read up. No, what I've read up is that Biden needs a massive, um, not translator. Uh, what's it called? Those screens that you can basically read and it tells you what to Teleprompt. say. Teleprompter. Teleprompter. So they supposedly they have a massive teleprompter that Biden needs because the dude can't carry a five minute speech without one. And so and you don't have that in the White House. So they have they have an entire. I know. Right. Uh, Which is why it makes sense. I'm going to get in trouble if I answer questions. Um, But nothing is real about anything that's going on. There's so many lies you have. Obviously, you have the White House. You have now them blaming the weather on a massive, massive protest. Um, and again, we, we, we can't, um, we're not going to speculate. We're going to believe the fake news when they say that it's because of, wink, wink, weather. Um, it's not because on Friday there was a massive filing of a lawsuit from the Southwest Airlines pilots two days before or one day before the protests or the the bad weather started when you had 30% of Southwest airline flights being canceled and every other airline was one to 2%. But it was because of the weather, even though those airlines fly out of the same dang airports. Okay. Okay. Southwest. Okay. CNN. Um, but this, what goes even farther and Ross, I, I, I just read this yesterday and I've heard rumors of it. I just want to go, I want to kind of talk about some of these lies because so many, I mean, we're talking hundreds of thousands of people are being affected from these lies. And the first and the biggest lie has to do with these mandates. Did you know, Ross, that Joe Biden's vaccine mandate does not exist? The, the hundred uh, the, employees or more one. Yes. Yeah, I didn't know it didn't exist, but from what I understood, they basically put that announcement on a paper that was not an actual mandate. It was more like a strong suggestion. It was a press release. What it, a joke! It was a press release, bro. 
Like there is no, like th- it wasn't an executive order. This was a govern, like they are governing from a hologram here right now. Like this is everything. Cause they that- can't federally actually do any of the stuff they're trying to do. Yes. They know that all of this immediately would get, would lose in court. And so they created this press release, this mirage, this simulation that, hey, this is what's going to ha- happen. But I put out, you know, this past weekend when all these firings started happening, these mandates and the protesting, I put out on my Instagram story like, hey, if you work for, U- for United, Southwest, or one of these airlines and you have any information, please message me. And the consistent thing that I've heard is that the Biden administration – because now the one thing that is true of the mandates is the federal employees, the, the federal, uh, yeah, the, the employees that are, you know, work for the federal government. That is a official mandate that was signed and, uh, and yeah, put in the law, not even law, it was an executive order. But the 100 more employees, that was not. And so what, what you had was Joe Biden going to the CEOs and saying, we are going to pull all federal contracts from your airline if you do not mandate this. And United, and United was the first to respond, which is why Scott Kirby, um, <laughs> Scott Kirby is the CEO of United Airlines, uh, and he got a big shout out from Joe Biden himself um, for, for doing this. And real quick, I got, I got to play this audio. This is just absolutely embarrassing by Joe Biden. These requirements work. And as the business roundtable and others told me when I announced the first requirement, that encouraged businesses to feel they could come in and demand the same thing of their employees. First of all, when I announced the first requirement, announced it, not signed it. Again, this is all, this is all a simulation. It's all fake. When I announced it, he didn't sign it. He just announced it. More people are getting vaccinated. More lives are being saved. Let's be clear. When you see headlines and reports of mass firings and hundreds of people losing their jobs, look at the bigger story. I've spoken with Scott Kirby, CEO of United Airlines, who's here today. Hold on. Pause one second. How mad does that make you? Hold on. There's like three reasons I'm mad about that. When you hear of hundreds, dog, hundreds of of thousands. thousands. Yeah, like tens of thousands at a minimum at a time. Like this is happening to people everywhere. What are you talking about? Hundreds. Genius work by the uh, by the whoever the teleprompter guy was, and then and then to act like it, it went from fifty plus percent to ninety nine percent because of some reason other than the fact that you just fired <laughs> like forty eight people of the hundred. If there was a hundred in a group, you just fired forty eight of them, and it's like yeah, that's what happened. It's called math. <laughs> if, if you have 60% of something and 40% of, not, of something else and you take away and remove the 40%, you now have 100% of what, of what was left. Of what right. was left. But Besides the one guy who probably has a politician as a parent and doesn't have to get the <laughs> vaccine because that's the only person like Gavin Newsom's kid. Or it's probably the executives at the top that don't want to pop it and, or take, it, take the juice and that's why they have 99%. Speculation, okay, Instagram lords and all you big tech gods. Um, but again, this is, it's all, it's a hologram. This is all fake. Like the fact that he's like, but when you hear of these, the, the fact that he said, when you hear of these mass firings, aka hundreds of thousands of lives being ruined, people that, that gave their lives to being pilots, 
nurses, doctors, policemen, firemen, people that risked their life over the last year and a half in, during a pandemic when none of us knew what was going on. And now when you hear of these mass firings, look at the, big, the better story. The bigger story is that now that they're cleansed from the earth of their job and we've cleansed them from the workforce, now we have 100% vaccinated. You're completely right. safe because we removed the poison Absolute compliance. We've removed the difficult people. It's just pure evil. Let's go on. Let's listen to the rest of this speech. People losing their jobs. Look at the bigger story. I've spoken with Scott Kirby, CEO of United Airlines, who's here today. United went from 59% of their employees to 99% of their employees in less than two months after implementing the requirement. 99%. Also known as, a.k.a., I fired every single person that was not vaccinated. And that is how they did it. Dude, this is like pure evil. This is like, and we are living in a day right now where people that don't want to take a jab that has, I mean, regardless your stance of it, whether you're for it or against it, we are experiencing medical tyranny and it's a complete cycle of abuse like if you know understand like this the cycle of just basic abuse in general normally starts with flattery manipulation like it's you know hey will you do this for me will you do this for me you try to manipulate them using their kind words no i'm good okay what if i do this for you what what if i what if i give you a cheeseburger you know you you, what if i give you uh, a blunt what if i give you a lottery ticket what if i give you i mean uh, a vacation was that Gavin Newsom. No, we still don't want to get it. All right. Well, okay. Now you're pissing me off. Now you're pissing me off. Now what we're going to do is we're going to start threatening you. Hey, you better do this. Or what's going to happen is you're going to prop most likely lose your job. And yeah. Th- remember that was literally the wording. The wording, the wording was our patience is growing thin. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Our patience is growing <laughs> thin with you. It's like cool. Well, say that again, yep. and we're gonna get we're gonna get real thin on this patient thing, too. No, that's true, man. And in this, you know, and after this, after the threats, you have punishment, you have force, which then ends in violence. This is where it goes. We've been talking about this. This is where it goes. You know this this cycle. They try to flatter us. They try to manipulate us with kind words. We didn't buy it. They tried to bribe us. We, did, we still didn't buy it. Now they're threatening us. And this is the saddest thing. is I can't tell you how many messages, Ross, that I've gotten in the last two or three days. My husband got it because he was forced to. He was, he was, he was going to lose his job, and we, I don't, we, don't, we didn't know how we are going to pay our bills. One of my really good friends works for Disney. Had to get it. And he's like, I, just, I, I can't lose this job. I cannot lose this job. I don't know what I would do. This, this is what I've done my entire life. I understand I mean, I would not, for me, I just, my, I can't do that. But I totally understand when you have doctors and nurses, people, you have students that, we talked to a seventh grade math teacher this past week on our live, just fin- got his master's. He's, what, $30,000, $40,000 in debt now, spent his entire college years going to school for this, become a seventh grade math teacher. He gets hired by the New York State uh, Department of Education in a pu- the public school system, get, got hired a month ago, lost his job, unpaid leave. 
And don't tell me that they care about That's our- so wrong. Bro, it's, it's so jacked up. And, and don't tell me that this is about health or that they are doing this for, um, because they care about people. Because if they did, they would not put you on unpaid leave and not let you get unemployment benefits. They're basically saying, screw you. You are a domestic terrorist yeah, because you're opposing like, like these a domestic, a domestic, a, a miniature domestic terrorist. Right. And we're not, and we're not going to let you get unemployment. Even the, and on top of that, we're, you still got to keep your $40,000 of debt that you just went to school for and that you spent the last four years. Dude, what is going on in our nation? Like, yes, the Southwest airlines thing, it like well, it gave me some hope, but dude, I, I've been, this has been like, for me, it's been rough. To, to hear the stories of the people, of them losing their jobs, the husbands losing their livelihoods. Not, that, not only that, when you take away a career from a man, you lose their, um, that man loses its confidence. That is a down spiral for an entire family. And when I hear these stories, man, it's, it's tough. Like it's, it's, it really has been a tough weekend for me hearing, hearing these stories from yeah. dads and moms. Well, it's heavy. It's heavy. Yeah. Like, you know, so let me just run through it a little bit so that just give it a different bit of a perspective. If you and me, Jordan, were given the responsibility of trying to take care of a village, and let's just say it's, you know, 100 people in this village, and it's like, you guys have to take care of this. We would be like, oh, crap, we've never done anything even close to this. How do we not mess this up? And within eight months, if 30% of our people hate what the schooling system that we set up for the school and what's happening in that school, if 30 of the 100 parents were like, this is terrible and we, I can't believe you guys are saying this is okay. And if we would have had empty shelves at the one grocery store in town and had 79 carts of food being brought to us that were stopped at our gate for some stupid reason that had to do with trying to make sure that one of us didn't get sick because that's the, like one of us didn't get sick. That's the percentage of people that it would kill. One of us, like one of one of one of us would like, we would, everybody would look at that and they would go, whatever you guys are doing, please stop. Everything that was, that used to cost this costs way more for us now, just in eight months, like everything is going to crap and everybody that's watching can see it. And it's like, when, when do you say, that maybe the way that our society is approaching this is clearly not for the benefit of the village. No, no, you're you're 100% correct. And and the reason why is because we've been lied to over and over again. Dude, Joe Biden when he was running and he was the president elect in a speech from his present the office of the president elect. I played this video on my Instagram last week and from Kamala Harris and from Fauci, all three of them, and Nancy Pelosi, they all said they would never require a vaccine mandate. And then Joe Biden said, after he said that, quote, including why I will not require a mask mandate, even though I highly recommend this, these guys have completely went backwards on, and we knew this, but it, it is like when you see it played out in real life and then they see how many lives are being ruined. I mean, good people, man. Good people that risked 
their life while we were freaking spraying our groceries with hand sanitizer and clean, cleansing sprays while we didn't know what the heck was going on last February when COVID was breaking out and March Madness was ending, NBA games were ending, everything went on halt. The entire world's economy stopped. But the only thing that did not stop were these essential workers. And now we are basically saying you are not worthy of a job and you were going, we are going to put you on unpaid leave for two reasons. One, so that you are, we, we drown you out financially. So you want to quit. We, we want you to quit. So we're not liable when this case, when you sue us, because that was where this is going to go. They want oh, them to definitely quit. Definitely going to go there. They want to put them on unpaid leave with no unemployment. So they get to the point where they have to quit and get another job because if they get another job, they're no longer on unpaid leave and they no longer have a lawsuit. What they're doing is pure evil. And it's the lies of this administration going back to number one, this vaccine mandate does not exist. It doesn't exist. That's number one. Number two, according to the CDC, they only count these breakthrough cases if the vaccinated person is hospitalized or death or, they're, they're, or they die. It's the only, only other case. So if you're vaccinated, this is from the CDC website, you're vaccinated. I heard this on the Charlie, Podca uh, Charlie Kirk podcast this morning. You're vaccinated. You test positive. The CDC is not counting that as a breakthrough case. They only count breakthrough cases if the vaccinated person is hospitalized or they die, which this is, this is the difference of the vaccinated and the unvaccinated when, when it comes down to the count case. We're, oh, 70% of people that are vaccinated, right? Or 70% of the people that are getting COVID, they are the ones that are the unvaccinated. This is the pandemic of the unvaccinated. Bullcrap. Bullcrap. We're putting standards on the unvaccinated compared to the vaccinated to push a narrative. And dude, it's just, it's completely wrong. And I saw this article. Um, I read this. It's this so frustrating to be a part of the thing right now because I wonder how many people that were on the left and voted for Biden. I wonder what percentage of them are starting to go, okay, like I voted for Biden, but like that was annoying to buy gas just now. And like, I know that like the, and see the, here's the thing, like every individual thing that you can bring up, the media has already created the narrative that you're not even allowed to say the president is involved with causing gas problems. And it's like, really, you really don't think the president has 1% control over whether we have better gas or not. Like you can say 100% that it's 0% chance. It's like, dog, yep. come on. No, it's, it's completely true. And I, 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 dude, I, I can't, I read this this morning, New York times. Pfizer to vaccinate entire city in Brazil. This is New York Times. Pfizer to vaccinate entire city in Brazil as part of a study. <laughs> you are the study. I mean, I'm, I'm going to read this quote. Pfizer to vaccinate entire city of Brazil. Pfizer announced that it would fully vaccinate every person in the city over the age of 12 so it can carry out in a, a study of the safety and effectiveness of the vaccine. Dude, we are living in a day where <laughs> humans in masses, in cities, are becoming the studies of these vaccines. Why? Because we know that they are not doing what they were supposed to do. And this is the this is the day we're, we have a guest that's going to be coming on in about five minutes. Christine, a really good friend of mine, um, 
And she's been really vocal about this. She's been, re- I mean, she's a really good friend. She's a speaker advocate. I mean, she pro-life freaking champion. Um, and we're going to bring her on. And she, I know she, she's been spoken out. She said, I read her tweet the other day. It's not my job to be a science experiment so that you can feel safe. And dude, this is, Booyah. this is where we're at, man. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's the whole thing. The whole thing just pisses me off, bro. You got any thoughts before we bring Christine on? I mean, I don't know how much, I don't know how much longer the country can take this. I keep seeing everybody talk about a national divorce, you know, because it just seems like our values are not the same. And if you don't share common values with somebody, you can't trust those people to do the right things. They would probably say they don't trust us to submit to the government. And if something really dangerous happened and the government needed more control, they couldn't count on us being team players because we would be too worried about tyranny. And I would say you're right. (laughs) And we also can't trust our kids around any words that you say, because you might end up completely destroying the religious freedom that we came here to be able to practice, which includes the literal indoctrination of your own kids into the religion that you believe. Like if there's one thing a parent's allowed to say, you're allowed to tell your children what you think they should believe. That doesn't mean they have to believe it in their own heart of hearts. But what I'm saying is like, all that's happening in these schools is that they're replacing the religion that people are practicing at home with a new religion that says that you can pick what you want your gender to be. And there's no ramifications and no studies have been done on any of this stuff. So yeah, uh, we, we, I feel like a national divorce makes way more sense than a lot of other things or the communist attempt from the globe that just happened to the United States needs to be blown up and explode in all of their faces so that it is so obvious to everybody that it shocks them all out of the, uh, mindset that they were naive enough to believe and susceptible enough to believe over the last three years. And I don't know that you can wash all of that brainwashing out of them. Even if Biden came out with Nancy Pelosi and all of the staff and they were like, y'all are guilty of treason. And here's the 10 reasons. And they were like, we agree. China paid us 72 million a piece. Sorry, everybody. Like, and then they were hung. I feel like 10% of the left would still be like, this is all Trump's fault. Right. Well, and like, and, that's, and so yeah, I don't, so I think that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that we need, like something has to happen massively. That's going to turn this thing back around into something that can actually have any semblance of unity. But right now, as it stands, like there is about 20% of the people like that need to go somewhere else because they don't even agree with what this country is for. That, and that is the ideological subversion of it all. So right. I'm going to play one clip and then we're going to bring on Christine. This is from a nurse. And this, is, this goes exactly with what you're saying. Imagine if some, someone from the left heard this nurse speak about what she experienced and why she, she did not take the, the jab, and they would probably not believe her. Listen to this, then we'll bring on Christine. My first name is Erica Beardsley, and uh, I left the nursing in Quebec for after 11 years. I loved my job. I loved the people. And 
and uh, I physically seen people restraining the elderly and vaccinating against their will while they scream no. I seen patients coming in with suicide and they are testing them after death. When once they're dead, they're testing them for COVID. Why? Why are we testing them for COVID? I've witnessed a lot of people dying of heart attacks shortly after the vaccine. I've witnessed uh, miscarriages at full term, five days, four days after vaccine. And and that's just a little town, a little community. Um, because I'm in a little hospital, a small hospital, and I worked on every floor. I worked in long-term general. So, man, it's tough to hear. But we're going to bring on Christine. I want to get her thoughts on the real quick. Christine, after an unpla- unplanned pregnancy, Christine became a passionate about the pro-life movement. She recognized a need and she founded Be There Village and works to connect women and unplanned pregnancies to resources in their area and uses the pro-life community she built on social media to complete baby registries for women who reject abortion and choose Life. She's a really good friend of mine, and the reason why I had her come on was because she was at a rally last week, which we're going to talk about because she's such a badass for doing this. Um, but before we, uh, hold on, you're. Oh, I gotta make sure you're unmuted. Okay, we're good to go. Um, but Christine, so happy to have you on. Thanks for having me. I feel Poor. like I've graduated from the lives to the podcast. I know. This feels really special. <laughs> hey, we we recently graduated from these lives of the podcast. We're like figuring it out <laughs> and slowly bringing all of our friends over from from the lives. But um, I mean, I really quick. What's what's your initial thought? You even heard right there, and I know there's something that you're one thing that you advocate is for pro life and for the, these mothers. And one thing that was said in that with that nurse, she said, "I'm here. I'm seeing." like miscarriages happening right after these vaccines. Um, And you tweeted out, it's not my job to be a science experience to feel safe. So what's your, for everything that we just talked about, I know this isn't necessarily about the abortion essentially, which we're going to get into here in a minute, but what's your reaction to everything that we just talked about and also what that nurse said? Yeah. Um, Well, what the nurse said is absolutely horrific. I mean, I don't have any other words to describe it because we are seeing women have miscarriages and we're not seeing the media report on it. You know, we might see like a few uh, smaller media outlets touch on it, but people aren't reporting on the fact that women are having miscarriages. There was even one study that said 80% of pregnant women are having miscarriages after they take the vaccine. That's huge. Huge. Women would not be taking this vaccine if they knew that they were doing that. They're being told by their doctors, this will protect you. It will give your baby antibodies. And not even just women who are pregnant, but we're seeing even women who are breastfeeding who've gotten the vaccine and their babies are breaking out in rashes and hives and all of these other problems. A baby has died from getting, you know, whatever it is in the vaccine through the breast milk. And it's it's really dangerous. And we really are playing with people's lives at this point. It's a it's a human experiment. And I guess Technically, we are kind of part of the experiment because we're the control because we're not taking it. Yeah. Um, but I'm not willing to do that to my kids uh, or myself or my husband. You know, this is this is absolutely unprecedented. I, I don't know how, how we're doing this. And um, we don't see that we're killing people with it. Yeah. And babies. And, and it's the in, se- any, in any other setting, it would never fly. Like right. in any other setting other than what's just happened, if there was a relationship that you had and then all of a sudden they demanded to be able to inject you with something or else you lost your job and were punished and yeah. were punished because they don't, you can't even get unemployment. So like 
if that ever happened under any other circumstances, everybody would be up in arms. They'd be like, are you kidding me? How dare you? BLM would be there. Antifa would be there. Everybody in the world would be there. But because it's because they lie and say it's mostly about your safety, while Australia lies about mostly being about your physical health while punching you in the face, like at the moment they're telling you this is to protect your physical health, they it, are the you know, shooting you with those guns that they it's use. It's the censorship for me, man. It's, it's the censorship. When, when you have stories like what Christine just said, you have moms, you have case, you know, cases coming out and studies coming out that 80% of, of pregnant women are having miscarriages after this vaccine. Well, I, we've seen this. We, I've watched what? the video. Is that the statistic right now? 80% of women there's are having miscarriages? That, there's a study that came out that says that. And, of course, the left is trying to you know debunk it and say maybe the study wasn't done properly. But that's how they do. You know, that's what they do with everything that goes against their narrative. But it's, it's a really high number. And it's really unfortunate. And a lot of people, there's some people who are so hell-bent on trusting and believing scientists and doctors. And, you know, even when we know that science can be bought, they're thinking, oh, I just had a miscarriage. It's not because of the vaccine. But we're seeing it so often that... I, you can't really deny that it's because of the vaccine anymore. No, it's, it is so true. And I mean, you look at, I talked to a friend of mine uh, three days ago and he, his wife is from Egypt. And so they were like, Hey, we're going to, they went and spend these last two months in Egypt with uh, her family. And he's like, bro, he texts me. He goes, you're not going to believe this. COVID does not exist in Egypt. It doesn't exist. No one wears masks. It's like, think of New York City, but I mean, I'm in cities right now where it's like New York City, but times five, everyone's bunched in the, 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 the taxi systems and the buses and the, the subways, however, you know, all, the entire transit, everyone is packed in, no one wears masks, no one has, um, no one has COVID, there's no pandemic, and I can get ivermectin, everyone just pops ivermectin whenever they get sick. Everyone pops it. He goes, he call, he goes uh, do you want some ivermectin? I can, get, I can get you a whole thing of it for three bucks. Over the counter, three dollars. That is what's going on. I listened to Charlie Kirk's podcast today, and he go, went over these seven lies. And one of the lies that he talks about, he said, you look at in, uh, nations like India, Uganda, Nigeria, these other nations where COVID doesn't even exist anymore because they literally the government handed out ivermectin to all of their people, mm -hmm. and they said, take this, and now the pandemic is over. But because yeah. again, we're in this situation now where this is about money. And now they're going after the children, which just makes me completely sick. And I mean, I love what you said, uh, Christine. You said it's not my job to be a science experiment. And it's, I mean, you have right now Pfizer going into Brazil and doing a science experiment on an entire city for everyone over the age of 12. Why? And, and it's probably some, you know, remote city where we're not going to hear a lot about it. And we've seen that a lot in the past. If you look at old things, other things with Bill Gates and look into the history of other vaccines, they've tested on people in smaller country or in Africa and remote villages. Yes. And we don't ever hear about it. Come on. Um, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous that we're willing to test on humans. Um, but yeah, what, what I like to tell everybody who, you know, shames me for not getting the vaccine or says I'm selfish, I ask them... Can you 100% guarantee me that I will not have an adverse reaction? And it just shuts them up because they can't. Nobody can guarantee you because they have no idea how your body's going to react. Right. And the same with my children. Can you 100% guarantee my children will not 
have an adverse reaction. And in the event that I even die from the vaccine, are you going to pay for the, my children for the rest of their lives? You know, it's, it's just ridiculous. Right. It's, and then the they say, and, and then their response is, well, you could say the same thing about COVID and you go, yep, except I'm, I'm less afraid of something that's like, I've seen people get over. Whereas sometimes this vaccine seems to be crippling people that like have right. perfect health. Right. And I guess the well, same thing with COVID, <laughs> but like at the, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you as a parent get to mm -hmm. determine which risks you are comfortable with and which risks you are not comfortable with. Right. Driving and if in a they car. Right. That's a risk I you take every day with my kids. <laughs> you have more chance of getting in a car wreck and your family. Like, right. It, it is just, dude, I can't, I can't go there. I, I saw know. somebody tweet the other day, said something like, are we going to change the national speed limit to 20 miles an hour? Think of all the lives it would save. Uh. No, obviously they'd probably love to, to do that right they now. Would. I bet you they would. National mandate, twenty <laughs> miles an hour. They love this. Will really work. China's like that's. I we didn't anticipate this, Biden, but we appreciate you bringing it up. And right. yeah, we'd love for you guys to do that. Like like Ross's t-shirt. Everybody says, rides bikes. Like Ross's t-shirt says, the left loves to be governed. Govern me, daddy. <laughs> Yeah, t-shirt. They so want funny. it. Um, govern me harder. They govern, want, like, oh yeah, more, govern me they harder. Want more. They it's want so, more. Could you? Could you take our money from us and count it and pay stores for us and then just give us back what you think we deserve? How about that? Right. That and what's crazy is that is what is said in this new world uh, world economic forum. This of uh, you will own nothing and you will be happy. Like that is yeah. the, that is the slogan for this new one world globalist. What is it? What is it? It's it's you'll 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 own nothing. Own nothing. You'll have no privacy. And you'll love it. And yeah, you'll be oh, yeah. happy. And you'll be happy. Yeah. yeah. But that is, I mean, 1984. Hello. Um, anyways. Well, so what, but the truth of what they're really trying to say, sorry, not to not to stop you from moving on, but the truth of what they're really trying to say is that they have found out through very evil experiments over the last 150 years that human beings are capable of being governed as long as you can do X, Y, and Z. That's what MK Ultra was about. That's what a lot of these things are about that they've done throughout history, the, these terrible experiments that they've done on people. They've basically figured, like if you look at the, a lot of the billionaires' patents and stuff that they have, like uh, Keith Rainier, the guy who did the Nixum, the sex trafficking in Hollywood, who he, you know, he, he, got, he was a billionaire who got charged for that, right? And he, he had a... Uh, What's Nancy Sutzman or whatever? She's on Hillary Clinton's global initiative campaign or the, the Clinton global initiative uh, foundation, whatever it is, they all operate together. And he's got patents on how to do mind control for people. And it's and you can go look this up yourself. Keith Rainier's patents are easily available on Google. He filed the patents to figure out how to do mind control. He was doing that. He was branding these women's genitalia and all these different kinds of things. So Anyway, the billionaires that are making a lot of the decisions and talking to all the heads of state right now, they have lots of very strange experiments that they've learned all that they need to be able to control people and to keep, and to keep them content. People don't need freedom in order to be content. They need a certain amount of perceived freedom and a certain amount of dopamine and a certain amount of calories in order to be the cattle that's needed. And they've basically got the formula for this behind the scenes somewhere and I really think that they're like, how do we get a situation where we can implement the thing that we know? And so by 2030, I fully expect that they have done all the tests and they figured well, out that we will be content if they if we own nothing or whatever. But that's not what's truly good in the long run. And if they cripple us now, we'll never know. And I wasn't planning on playing this audio, but I'm just going to play it and then we're going to transition to the next part because I really want to get to the main reason why we brought Christine on. But this is Fauci, to what, two weeks ago? Fauci, two weeks ago. But you are a member of society. And as a member of society, 
reaping all the benefits of being a member of society. This is how they're doing. You have a responsibility you have to a society. And I think each of us, particularly in the context of a pandemic that's killing <laughs> millions of people, you have got to look at it and say there comes a time Listen to this. when you do have to give up what you consider your individual right of making your own decision for the greater good of society. <laughs> But you over, mm. uh, which, okay, this is why if we there, have the if, Second Amendment. Literally, <laughs> if there was ten of us on a boat and we all clearly saw that there was a massive amount of water coming into it, and at that point, I would go, "Everybody, <laughs> I don't care what you think, pick up a bucket and start doing this." Yes. The problem, the problem is that this is a pea-sized hole. And it's debatable. 90% of it is debatable as right. far as what's being told to us that's even true. And you're demanding that all 10 of us drop and pick up a bucket and do something. And we're going, um, I hear you, but my feet Here's aren't even wet. Tape. Right, exactly. <laughs> Just slap well, some duct tape on that thing. We'll be fine. And the people yeah. that are telling us about the hole lied multiple times about other holes. And the holes seem to not be true. A.K.A. Right. Pfizer in 2009 have the biggest crime in American history. And we're fined over $2 billion. But you want us to freaking just whip out our arm and say, govern me, daddy. No, thank you. A.K.A. We're... the Tuskegee experiment. A.K.A. Yeah, Tuskegee that's them poking. Drugs on foster children, like yeah, that's them real. poking their yes. own hole in the boat and going. Everybody, quick, pick up the bucket. It's like nah, dog. Yes, you know the the, the best the best uh, the best analogy that I've given for it so far, which was funny, is that us three, our kids, and we're in the house, and our babysitter went out backyard and made meth. And she tracked the meth on her feet, the ingredients for it. And we're all getting really sick and it's messing up because they went and made this in the Wuhan lab. Us three didn't quit our jobs and go do some shit that we weren't supposed to do. Right. They did this. Right. And then everybody gets sick. And then the babysitter comes back in and she's like, I'll fix it. I'll fix it. And, and, and one of y'all is looking at me going, let her fix it. And I'm looking at you going, bitch. That's the same person who made the meth. That's the same babysitter that made the meth. Don't give them anything, you know? Uh, literally. And right. they're calling us crazy. And we're no. crazy. Right. Exactly. Lock her uh, up. But seriously. So, okay. Now, again, we, one thing that we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks, really even the last week and a half on all of our podcasts and lives is taking action, being a citizen journalist, um, hitting the streets. It's, it's really time to speak out. Um, and, and I saw a video that, uh, I mean, it was going viral. Christine posted, but I saw a bunch of other people posting it. And it was, you know, there was a woman's march that happened last, I believe it was last week. And you, are the, all women, if it's a woman's march, all women should be able, be able to go to this woman's Correct. march. Um, one and would think. You, one would think, exactly. So I'm going to play this video that I saw. Um, we have a couple of videos. And I'm going to let you explain exactly what happen but uh just watch this video because christina is a freaking badass so this is when we're leaving this is when you're leaving yeah but you have to watch this girl coming up she's got like a pink sports bra on listen to what she says these people are completely unhinged I mean, it was like they're having mental breakdowns. They couldn't even stand to see a pro-life woman at all. This girl in the pink. 
we, the, we ended up leaving because they threatened a pregnant woman's baby that we were with. They were saying, do we want her baby to die? And it got a little bit questionable. Listen to this girl. That lady was crazy, too. Oh, did you, you just hear there what she said? If, if I want to I... kill my baby, I will effing kill it. Wow. So That's if you're listening, said. if you're listening right now, if you're not watching this on Rumble, you did not just see what we just saw, but we just saw Christine and how many how many people were with you? How many other women? There were five total, including me. One of which was pregnant. Like I said, that was when we were leaving. They um it got a little bit heated toward the end and they ended up saying, you know, to the pregnant woman, do you want your baby to die? Why are you here? It's not safe for you, which is very questionable. Why would it not Oof. be safe for a woman at a woman's march, let alone why would it not be safe for a pregnant woman at a woman's march? So I, I had to let my pride down. Part of me didn't want to leave. I was like, I'm not leaving until all of y'all go home. Right. But once they started threatening her baby, I had to be like, okay, Christine, take a deep breath. They're going to cheer when you leave. Deal with it. And they even um, said but it. her baby She's, comes first. She said, if I want to kill my baby, I will effing kill it. Kill it. Th yep. this, this, is the, this is the people that are this controlling is what we were the narrative. Yeah. This is yeah. what we've been saying the whole time. Look, if you guys remember... Back in the day, the Clintons tried to, they wanted to get abortion, and the lie that they pushed in order to do it was they wanted it to be safe, legal, and the third thing, rare. Yeah, that's right? not, why? now the new why logo would you need is, to, or not, well, but why would now you, the new motto is on, on abortion, anytime, anywhere, all nine months of pregnancy, abortion on demand, essentially, up to the yeah. day of birth. Can I watch? That's, Can I watch yeah. it next? I would, I'd like to see you stab it in the forehead. Thank you. Right. Oh. And that's what I tell people. I say, you need to go watch, is if you're going to advocate for this, you need to go watch what an abortion is. I've actually sent videos to Jordan, some pretty gruesome graphic yeah. ones, like real abortions. Um, yep. And there are animated ones, but you need to know what you're advocating for because what we saw at the Women's March was either, like that girl in the pink sports bra, either if I want to kill my baby, I'm going to kill it, or... People who knew absolutely nothing about what they were standing for, they're just doing it because it was trendy. I, I asked one woman, you know, like, why do you support the dismemberment of babies? Like, why do you support them having their legs and arms ripped off? And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. That's not abortion. I'm like, well, yeah, it is. <laughs> Even at 10 weeks, they suction the baby out piece by piece. And they have to place it back together in a tray to make sure that they got everything. Because if they don't get everything, the woman will get an infection and she can die. So they, so Goodness. these people, a lot of them didn't even know what they were advocating for. And what we realized or what we noticed was when we would talk to people, especially like younger girls who maybe we were educating a little bit, some older woman or older feminist would come and block us from talking to them and say, don't talk to them. They don't know what they're talking about. I'm like, no, actually, it's you guys who have no idea what you're talking about. Um, and then there, there are the select few who absolutely know what it is. And they like still that, do it. Like and they that just one lady care. in pink. Like the one yeah. lady in pink where she was just like, yeah. if I want to kill my baby, I'm going to kill it. And, but it's those, and ultimately, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, but it's those <laughs> people that are controlling the narrative in our silence. That, I mean, it's just, yeah. it's the reality. And then they have the audacity to call it the women's march when women like me are not allowed to be there. Call it for what it is. It's an abortion march. That's didn't what it this is. Video that's, that's all it is. And didn't this video get deleted off of, off of Instagram? Oh, multiple times. So I, but I think what it was, I think if a certain amount of people report your video, like 
a group of pro-choice trolls, they just automatically take it down and then it's up to you to appeal it. And so since I did it as a carousel where you just swipe over and you can see multiple videos, I would appeal it, they would put it back up and then they would go like report another video in that carousel. So it kept coming back down and then I would kept getting, I would appeal it and I actually just um, archived it and hope that like the pro-choice trolls would leave me alone for a little bit and then I'll put well, it I mean, back it's up just, later. It's so clear though. It's just so clear. Whereas look, the reason we've all been saying this is murder and it yeah. doesn't seem to be justified. That's the biggest, like this is murder and it doesn't seem to be justified under any other circumstance. You can't kill a human and I can't for the life of me figure out why this human is outside of that reasoning pattern. So help me right. understand, right, type of thing. And a lot of the times the argument that you get is it's not a life. You're not killing something. And our response to that is, mm, you are though, and people certainly think that on the left. And they're like, no, everybody on the left just does this if they've like been raped. And it's like, at this point, I'm willing to say I will let you abort all of the actual rape abortion cases and then you have to give me all the other 99.999% that of actual abortions because y'all this is not the actual argument. This woman just ran up to you and said, "If I want to kill my baby, I'll kill I'll kill it." You can't say that yeah. sentence and not believe that it's A, able to be killed, B, not a baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you just defeated all of your own arguments anyway. And it's like, that's what we know is at the heart of this stinking thing. Yeah. Well, they bring up rape because it's an emotional argument and pretty much everything the left does is emotions right. um, and feelings. So they bring up rape because it's emotional, but in what world do we ever make the child pay for the crimes of their father? Right. Why does the child have to pay for what the father did? And a lot of people will, you know, say it's the rapist baby. Well, no, it is just as much the woman's baby. It is a survivor's baby. And by you calling it a rapist baby, you're inflicting further trauma on that woman. And a, an abortion is trauma. It's traumatic to her body. And a woman who has had an abortion is 115, excuse me, 155% more likely to commit suicide. Put that on top of a rape. You're giving her virtually no chances of survival because it, it is so traumatic. And what a, what a woman needs who's been raped is love, support, counseling, everything that says she can do this, her and her baby. It is her baby. It is her child. Uh, but you're right. When you say, okay, you know, let's play this game. We'll allow exceptions for rape. Will you ban abortion in all other cases? They say no. So really, they don't care about the rape victim. They're just right. using the rape right. victim right. for all of the cases of convenience. And that's what they do. They don't actually care about the rape victim, which would be so offensive to people who have had been raped. You know, so, if I've so been you, raped or, and they're and, just and, using my case for well, convenience, and, you know. And the, the, the idea is a lot of them will say, well, once the baby's born... You know, then you're only pro-life for babies. But as soon as they start costing the country, you don't want to give them anything. And, and then they'll start going down the path of, do you know how bad the foster system is? Do you realize how difficult it is as a baby or whatever? And it's like, so what you're saying is because of difficult times, hardships that might fall on them that you want to prevent because you're a good person is you're willing to, instead of letting them go through a level eight hardship of a life, you're going to give them a certainty of a death at a level 10 of hardship because that's certainly more yeah. intense than like a difficult life. You're just going to kill them. So to avoid the suffering of the thing, which you're pretending to care about, you're going to kill it. Okay. Got it. Right. So like, anyway, it all what? falls apart. That's, it's so easy to defeat and just reason 
natural, logical conversations. The only reason that you keep it is because you partly believe in eugenics. Well, who hasn't been through hardship? I mean, right. name, name a person because you can't. There's, there's no person on this earth who hasn't had some type <laughs> of hardship in their life. And what that argument says is you are better off dead. It says foster kids are better off dead. Anyone who has been through child abuse is better off dead. Why don't you go ask those people if they would prefer to be dead or if they would prefer to be alive and have the opportunity to overcome those hardships? I've had, I was molested when I was little by a family member. I don't think I was better off dead, but that's an argument that a lot of people say is, well, what if they go, what if they get raped or what if they have this or what if they, what if this happens to them? Well, what if? A, you can't predict that. You have no idea if it's going to happen or not. But B, I don't think because of the things that I have been through that I would be better off dead. You know, like I'm happy for life. I, I'm so glad that I'm here and I'm so glad that I get to experience this. It's just ridiculous. You can't, they use rape victims and they use foster children just as an excuse. And really all they want is the right to abort. And it has nothing to do with rape victims or foster kids. They're not lifting a finger for foster kids. They don't really care about kids at the border. They don't care about any of these things. They just say that they do and virtue signal and want us to fix those problems while they pretend that they care about them. So, I mean, what, is that, what are some of the conversations that you've had with moms over the last year or two where you've like that struggle because I, I don't, I don't understand the struggle personally. Like to me, I'm so black and white with it. I'm like, well, wait, hold on. When, when is it, when do you determine someone is dead? The heartbeat. Okay. Boom. The heartbeat. That means when the heartbeat happens, when does heartbeat happen? Four to six weeks or whatever. I always ask him like, Hey, what I need to, I need, I need to get more educated on. I don't understand like really this whole debate of it. Um, but then again, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not too educated on, on the, the issue itself. So when you have these conversations with these moms and they're internally processing this, I mean, what, what are those conversations like? And I mean, have you had conversations where they did not end up aborting the, their child? And what was that process like? Yeah, actually one of my favorite ones was just from me sharing a pro-life post on really? Instagram. And you, really? you, sometimes you never notice how much you're, how much you're affecting someone unless they tell you. And I had a woman message me and said, hey, I just want you to know I had an abortion scheduled um, and I prayed to God to help me. And I opened Instagram and saw one of your pro-life posts and I canceled the appointment. And that's kind of what kicked off the registries. I said to my followers like, hey, do you guys want to bless this woman with me? And they like purchased out a full baby registry, car seat, wow. strollers, crib, um, swing, like diapers for a year, wipes for a year, all of that. So um, the pro-life community is there to help everybody, which is super awesome. But what I see a lot of is that people have, like I said, either they know exactly what it is and they support it, but there's a lot of people who have no idea what they're supporting. They don't know that a heartbeat starts 21 days after conception. They don't know that at eight weeks, everybody's like, you know, well, most abortions are with the pill. Well, sure, but there's a reason Planned Parenthood tells you to flush everything that comes out down the toilet because if you rinse off those clumps that come out, and I'm getting pretty graphic here, you will see a baby. You will see a baby in a sack at eight weeks. There are legs, arms, a head, torso, very visible human life there. That's why they tell you to flush it. So I think a lot of women don't know. We see comprehensive sex ed in schools, which is harming our kids because they don't really learn. They tell you that, um, I mean, I've even had people tell me at 20 weeks, it's a clump of cells. And I'm thinking there have been babies at 21 weeks born premature who have survived. Survived. 
That's not a clump of cells. And if that's a clump of cells, I also am a clump of cells. You guys are clumps of cells. I mean, you know, th that's not an argument. Um, but I see a lot of people don't know what they're talking about because we don't educate people on biology anymore or what the stages of babies are. And it's so sad because a lot of these women have been manip manipulated and Planned Parenthood or abortion industry, um, abortionists don't show you the ultrasound because they know 80% of women who see an ultrasound will choose life because wow. they see that that's an actual baby. There's arms, there's legs. That is my baby. There's a heartbeat. So there's a reason that they don't okay, show so, you those ultrasounds. All right. So let's get, get me these dates real quick. So heartbeat yeah. happens when around what time estimate? 21 days. Some, some scientists even say uh, 18 days after conception, but for sure 21 days right. after conception, a heart starts beating. So 21 days. So Mm -hmm. Three weeks, you have a heartbeat, okay, yeah. and then when, and then you're saying within what you said, twenty weeks. So, or when, when, when do, uh, or what's when it comes to late term ab abortion? How far is that out where people can have a late term abortion? What weeks? Like how far out can you get of having an abortion? Weeks. I mean, day before, day before you're due. I mean, no, while you're in labor. Yeah, hold on, all nine months no. for any reason. You can say, I just can't do this anymore, or I wanted a girl and not a boy, and you can have that. And they'll say, well, that's not in the law. That's not in the law. But it is because they say a woman can have an abortion for any reason at any time for physical reasons, medical reasons, emotional reasons. And so they kind of encompass everything under that. You know, by saying all of those things, emotional or physical health, then you can really put anything in there. You know, you can say she's 16, she can't handle being a pre uh, pre parent at this point in time. And so at eight months pregnant, we're going to abort the baby. Wow. That is, and that, is that legal in all states or just in certain specific states? Roe makes it legal. Um, so there's seven states right now and counting that allow for abortion all nine months. So they're, tr they're trying to get it in a lot more states. Colorado, where I am, is one of those states. There's a late-term abortionist here, and he actually is a population control freak. So he thinks he's helping the population by getting rid of babies. There was actually a, a nurse who used to work there who became pro-life, and she said that they had a wealthy couple that was pregnant with twins. And at 16 weeks, so very visible, yeah. you can see the babies. There's arms, legs, everything. And um, they decided that they only wanted one. They didn't want twins, so they killed both of them and were going to try again. And they, the abortionists did it just because they didn't want twins. And people think that doesn't happen. I'm like, call the late-term abortionist yourself. There was a, We've even uh, had a pro-life activist here call the, that same abortionist and said, Hi, uh, my friend is pregnant. The father is Mexican. Um, her dad is going to be really mad if he finds out that she has a half Mexican baby. Can you um, perform an abortion for her? And they basically said, you can, I mean, they didn't say yes for those reasons. They said, you can come into the clinic. We'll do a consultation, blah, blah, blah. Like they weren't like, right. And they just no, steer them racist. away from that sentence <laughs> wow. later. Yeah. They just yeah. steer them away from it later. They'll be like, so I, I, I couldn't do it for those reasons, but are you telling me that you're having an issue with functioning mentally because of it and the anxiety it's inducing? Right, right. Great, great. That's right. what we can put down. It's very manipulative and very uh, deceitful. Do y'all remember when they called in to do that prank on uh, the abortion clinic and it was like a 14-minute phone call and they were like, listen, I just want to give money and I want to make sure that the money I'm giving is going to abort 
black babies. And yeah, they were like, I think live we will certainly, mm-hmm. yeah, they were like, we can certainly market for that. And I understand what you mean. Yeah. You know, like well, it was what, like, that's are what Planned you Parenthood kidding? was founded for. To yeah. Margaret Sanger founded Planned Parenthood to exterminate the Negro population. Wow. And the fact that people don't realize they're still to this day targeting minorities is crazy you, to me you, that they can't you, see uh, that. You made a post, what was this, I don't know, a week or two ago, a couple, I don't know, recently. And you said, did you know that Planned Parenthood's founder, Margaret Sanger, had a goal of exterminating the black population and she did she said, have a goal for that i know she wrote a letter when she said we don't want the word to get out meaning that she doesn't want to look bad if people are thinking that but did she say something other than than that sentence in that letter there were multiple other things that she said that were absolutely racist and um well, and, and she did it because i mean you're saying here in 1973 abortion has reduced since 1973 abortion has reduced the black population by 20 five percent that is a massive Mm -hmm. number you know how you can tell that's go ahead i was gonna say in new york city um i think it was in 2016 and i'm sure if it's still the case more black babies were aborted than born alive so absolutely margaret singer's dream of exterminating the black population is still in effect it's still happening and instead of giving well, these women the love and support that they need, because abortion is a symptom of outside circumstances. So why don't we affect or why don't we change those circumstances, whether it's an abusive husband or that she can't afford daycare or finish school? Let's address those instead of saying you have to kill your baby and then go back to those crappy situations. Well, so the thing is, too, is Joe Biden was on a call <clears throat> right when he got elected with the black leadership or whatever. And he was talking to them. Y'all remember it. It was the sentence where he was on a Zoom call and he's in the center of it. And the video, he goes, America is doomed. Y'all remember that sentence? Yeah, yeah. And he goes, and mm-hmm. it's not just because of African-Americans. And everybody's like, what? And then he goes, it's because by 2030, the Hispanic population will be bigger, uh, will reach a bigger majority than y'all are. <laughs> and y'all have to deal. Oh, so you're telling me that numbers matter for races to thrive in a country and you've been exterminating them? Yeah. And you want to tell me that abortion's only beneficial for black people when you just said out of your own mouth as the president that you're going to have a bigger problem because the Hispanics are a bigger population than y'all are. Oh, so it'd be better to be a bigger population and you'd have some some kind of an advantage? Well, yes. Huh. I wish they would have put that in the abortion brochure. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, we're going to wrap this up in about five minutes before we're going to play another clip from this woman's march. And uh, guys, the, seriously, what... The point of even playing these videos, because I want you to see what, I mean, when you stand up for life, really like the, I, mean, I would say that a lot of these people are like demon possessed. <laughs> like this is just like absolutely insane. Uh, but real quick, this clip, I mean, you, this is, they're, they're all screaming shame at you. Why are they screaming shame? Because they hate pro-lifers. So you, I mean, you guys, so you're out there, you're basically saying you have signs out and you are yeah. advocating for life. And then out of nowhere, these people start coming to you and they, what happens? So we had pro-life signs initially, just standing there, not even making a ruckus, not making any noise, just standing there with pro-life signs because we're women at a women's march, should be 
fine. Um, you know, diversity of thought should be a thing. And uh, women would come and block our signs. And so they would block our signs so nobody could see that there were pro-life signs. And so we would move, we'd get off the steps of the Capitol and go over to the grass. And then they'd come over there and they kind of just followed us wherever we went and blocked our signs and would put them in our face. And then one of the girls we're with who usually brings a megaphone said, do you want to get on the megaphone? I'm like, mm, no, <laughs> I don't want to make myself a target right now. And she was pregnant. She's like, well, I don't want to do it because I'm pregnant. And I was like, Okay, fine. I'll do it. So I get on the megaphone and, you know, just start saying things like, you know, pro-life is pro-woman. Um, you know, a baby's heartbeat starts at 21 days, you know, saying, you know, little pro-life tidbits like that. And little so facts. they would come over and they would try to start yelling at me. And we initially thought it was a march, but in Denver, for some reason, and this wasn't in all cities, it was just a rally. There was no march. They never dispersed. So when all of the speakers got done, they all started crowding around us. I mean, there were hundreds of I wouldn't even doubt if we had like a thousand people around us at one point. It was wild. So they, they were trying to drown me out on the megaphone. They were chanting over me. They had cowbells in my ear. They had squeaky toys in our ear. I mean, there was a, several times where a young girl would just, you know, look at me and be like two inches from my ear and just ah, at the top of her lungs, totally unhinged, totally deranged. Crazy. And basically they were trying to drown us out. And um, eventually they started getting around and they would they would say chant go home they would chant bs bs or they would chant all of these different things at us and shame was one of them and i'm thinking you guys say pro-lifers are like the hands handmaid's tale you guys literally right now are doing handmaid's tale crap <laughs> like literally. look at what you're doing yeah well let, let's it was play wild. this video but yeah let's go ahead and play video. the clip Look at you standing there like a boss. I know. I mean, they truly were just ridiculous. And the amount of people that's in front of us right there is like on the sides and on behind us. And they were bumping into us and shoving us. And they were stealing our things and stealing our signs. And the craziest parts, we didn't even get on camera because while they were stealing stuff, we would like hide our phones in our pockets but because we didn't want them to steal our phones. Wow. Um, but yeah, they were ch chanting shame at us. And I'm like, you guys, I, I feel no shame. Not once did I raise my voice or get angry. I said, you guys might hate us, but we love you. Yeah. We yeah. love you so much that we're willing to be here to tell you that we're here for support or to support you and support your baby. And we even shared, you know, if you, if you guys are pro-choice, will you support a woman who has chosen life? Do you guys want to donate to a baby registry? And of course it was complete silence. And um, I offered for people to come talk on the megaphone, say, let's have a conversation. Um, let's have a debate. Let's talk. You guys can have your choice to talk or your chance to talk. And I'll share my response, like have a respectful conversation. And nobody took me up on that offer either because it's not about choice. It's about right. abortion. Yep. It's, it's about right. death. And it's, and it's not going to be like, I've found the left does not like to debate when as soon as you get right. into specifics and almost any category, they lose. Yep. Right. Exactly. Which is why they were shouting over me because they know that I was saying things that were factual and they have nothing to combat it with. Yeah. Well, okay. So if people want to get involved, they want to, uh, want to get a hold of you, be able to support for the registries, um, or they can learn, get more information and learn about this issue. What's your website or what's your Instagram so that people can get a hold of you? Yeah, website is still under construction, but you guys can follow me at Christine Jurgen. It's just my first and last name, Christine with a C, and Jurgen, Y-E-A-R-G-I-N. 
And uh, I do the baby registries on my page, and then I also have another page, but that's in my bio, so you can see both of them. Yeah. So I encourage if you're pro-life you and you want to yes. donate to moms, come on over. Yes, please do it. And I know there's a lot of people on here that are passionate about this, and this is one way. We're all about taking action, people. Got to take action. Amen. Um, Amen. But with, with that being said, I think we're going to call this one real quick. Don't forget, speaktruthwithoutfear.com. Uh, we got... Our, we just launched our community platform, which we're excited about. Uh, we got a little over, I think, almost 80 members now in there, which is great. And we're still in the soft launch doing this beta and lear learning about how, what, what we're planning for next month. And then next week, we're excited. I mean, seriously, you want to get in now. And the reason why is because next Wednesday, we are launching our Constitution 101 class. We're all going to be going through the Constitution together as a community live in a video stream on Zoom. And we're gonna we'll go into breakout rooms. Really excited about it. So if you want to get more information, go to speaktruthwithoutfear.com. Click the red community button at the top, and there, I give you a nice little tour. You can check out the platform, and then we want to just yeah, we want to invite you and be a part of it. Uh, and the last thing, go check out go <laughs> Ross the boss. <laughs> that your, <laughs> your face. Um, all that uh, last thing is yeah, and as well when you're at the website. Go check out the the, some of the merch on there. You can want to support us. Uh, make sure you guys, we got some really great merch on there that you can support. But we love you guys. We'll see you on Friday. Ross, you want to say anything before we peace out? Yeah, no, just keep fighting, everybody. Keep standing up. Do what you know what you're supposed to do. Keep it legal, but keep it assertive and strong. And don't you dare give an inch. We're going to win this thing. That's right. Christine. Hold the line. Yes, hold the line, Christine. Thank you so much. We love you. Good to meet you, Christine. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. All right, we will see you on Friday.